Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, the creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. I think better than you, though. I've got my health today, at least. <laughs> I've got my health. I never took a COVID test, so I can't be positive if I don't test for it. Exactly. And I don't know anybody with COVID, so you should be good. Hey, you know me. (laughs) Yes. All right. Good good to go. Come on in the shop with us today, folks. (laughs) Sit back, relax, hedge against that rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses. If you are new to the shop and stock or futures trading, honestly, in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers available over on financialineptitude.com. Or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is head on over to our Discord server. We're on there every day with a bunch of amazing, awesome people. It's just a great place to be. And it's completely 100% free no pay tiers no special access areas because fuck that shite right kyle right a lot of a lot of shite fucking in the shop a lot of free stuff (laughs) (laughs) in fact in fact if you do join that server when you join that server send uh send kyle a private message uh or email with your postal home mailing address and we can send you some of that free smash it yourself swag straight from the china shop shop and it just has to be an address, I promise you. There's no need for anything else in that DM. <laughs> no, not at all. You don't get extra stuff if you show them your genitals. I've tried. Oh, damn it. Yeah. No, 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 no. You will not. <laughs> Unless it's really big. <laughs> Could it be a, a giant vagina? Yes. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. God damn, fit a watermelon in there. Oh, Kyle, speaking of uh, giant vaginas, we got any show news to report? Oh, Best let me segue ever. 
<laughs> um, we've got a roundtable with Purdue and Baba Yaga that'll be coming out Monday. You and I got the pleasure of being a fly on the wall for that conversation. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Right? Isn't it kind of funny, too, how like people who take like the same information, but their own interpretation of it, they still end up in the same spot. Same ballpark. Yeah. They were really close. It's, we talked a lot about balance and developing balance and how to how to watch that and keep track of that and use that. And yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, oh, you do that too? That's how I do it. <laughs> and also, Purdue, congratulations on winning M period today. Although I do have to point out there is a bit of an asterisk. Mm, asterisk. Yeah. The, Every uh, winner's the rules favorite were- thing. <laughs> the rules were not completely followed, but uh, I think he did enough to to deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Well, second place was was Banks, so let's give it to Purdue. Yeah, <laughs> it's no offense, Banks, but uh, professionals can't win. I noticed, Kyle, that the professionals do best consistently. Yeah, isn't that weird? Is this weird? It's like even if they're just an M period challenge for a lark and a goof, they show patience and pick really good levels. Yeah. So what's up the with that? Tra- Banks made one trade during that whole M period. It was a reversal challenge, and he waited until like five minutes to the close before he finally got his entry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, man, like that's impressive. That's impressive patience and discipline for something that's just for fun. Right. And I thought I had patience. I waited a good 10 minutes before I had an entry. That seemed like right. forever. I, especially an end period. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I love the, the practice. And then getting to hear those guys' uh, thoughts on what the market is doing, too, is, especially when yeah. Flaherty jumps in and joins in. Man, some yeah. of the insights from him. Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. So if you if you want to join us next week, I think the, the challenge is you have to use a five-second chart to trade off of that that'll be fun yeah that's gonna be nuts (laughs) but for today folks sit back we have got a witless winding wily show for you today lots of market moving news plenty of stocks on the radar and brighter futures than every economic headline available i don't get it (laughs) you witless bastard (laughs) nice Reach out to us. We do love your messages and comments on Twitter. Sorry. <clears throat> on <laughs> and Facebook. Over on our Discord. Uh, got the link link in the episode description for that. Or if you're old school, you can just send an email to two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two B U L L S at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about some great trade you just made. Or maybe your bride-to-be is kidnapped at the wedding by some aliens. So you need to gather a ragged band of heroes and an ancient glaive and storm the traveling spaceship mountain and rescue her. It doesn't matter. We just wow. like to reach out. Wow, I feel like I should have seen that movie. I, I told you, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to hide this one. I'm going to straight tell you the plot. And there, there's probably like five people out there that are like, I fucking love that movie. And you're welcome to those five people. <laughs> Is Sean Connery in it? No. Okay. That rules out one for me. <laughs> <laughs> there's no traveling spaceship mountain in the Highlander. Not the Highlander. I was thinking of another one that he was the in. Highlander that was, no, oh, no, no, no. The, the one where space he, fart, fantasy where he one. Wears, he's just a codpiece and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Xantar, <laughs> Z- Zoltar? Uh, it's something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. something like that, yeah. yeah. All right, anyway. not that one. Uh, uh, la- did you did you get last week? Anybody get last week's? You've been stuck in a cornfield for God knows how long, and some bright-eyed young girl comes along, helps you out. Now you're caught up in her quest for deadly revenge? I mean, no, no. I, it sounds like a horror movie, but uh, I'm guessing you might be leading us on a path for that one. Uh, Yellow Brick Road, you might say. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Is it... Uh... Time to talk about them. Bet results. Those were not good. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Segway. No, sorry. <laughs> CMC opened on Monday at $43.78, and it did nothing like what we wanted it to do. Gave us our daily close below uh, 4183 on Wednesday, so our exit on Thursday was at 4131 And now our balance is at 4829 Oof. Yeah, you remember that stock that Random wanted? Uh, event bright EV. Yeah. That one that was like falling off a cliff with that major gap down, no news mm-hmm. to speak of. Yeah. yeah. It opened at eight fifty one and closed at eight sixty two. Oh yeah. Random made like 10 bucks. Oh yeah. Very modest and, gains. Yeah. On the week that like the markets were taking out October lows. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Random. Five thirty five thirty seven for random. And we're going to need a home run. Okay. All right. I've got right. an idea. Can, can we get options on the VIX? Uh, I think we tried doing options in the bet once, and it did not work well. <laughs> <laughs> the only month we hit zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to come up with some sort of home run before we get there. I've, but I've got. I think I've got it. You got. You got I think it. I got it. Okay. I think I got it. Ooh. I can rest early. I got my best man on it. All right. <laughs> okay, so let's let's uh, move on and talk about some news. Okay. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You got to recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just skipping to bulls trading information. Yeah, we got Rioters raiding, oh. insider trading, taxes mm. are raising, bills mm-hmm. on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading All right, Dad. I've got I've got the choice for you. Would you like to hear about uh, Powell and Treasury yields, or China and uh, U.S. assets or debt? China and debt, please. All right. Well, In the China this, shop. <laughs> this headline, which uh, I don't know, you can you can tell me if it's bearish or not. It says China sells the most U.S. assets in four years, dumping twenty one billion of U.S. stocks and Treasury bonds. Ooh, that does sound pretty bearish. Kind of does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, $21.2 billion worth of U.S. assets in the month of August, the most in four years, according to the Treasury Department. Uh, did they, they didn't put it in rubles, did they? I don't think so. Uh, it's got a dollar <laughs> sign. I don't know if that doubles. No, I mean, did, did 
China sold off all the debt in the United States and put it in the ruble. Oh, um, hmm. uh, I don't know. Do they see India as like a partner? Do they see India as a... That's uh, the rupee. The ruble is Russian. Oh, yeah. Okay. My bad. Yeah. I think China wants Russia to buy yuan. Mm, mm, mm. You know, like, I don't think they want Russia to be the the new economic power. I think they want to be. Okay. Well, I mean, wouldn't buying rubles with yuan give Russia a bunch of yuan? Oh, and then they can turn around and, no, wait, how are they getting their oil from them? See, I would think that they'd be. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's look. Let's let's dig into this a little bit more, though. What country do you think is the top holder of U.S. debt? Uh, I would assume it's China. I would have too, but as of 2019, that was no longer the case. Whoa, is it Japan or Germany? It is Japan. Japan. I was surprised wow. to see that. Yeah, Robert posted a, a nice chart here. I'll make sure we link this one too. Uh, just the list of like all the different foreign holders of the Treasury securities. Japan sits at the top with 1.16 uh, 1.116 trillion. Whoa. China is now down to 805.4 million billion. Yeah. Uh, billions. 800 some billions of do- wow. But what's wow. really interesting looking at this chart that Robert gave us is that this isn't anything new. Like China has been selling off since basically 2019. Like as of a year ago they were holding 938.6 billion. Now they're down to 805.4. Do you think it's possible that China amassed so much of our debt and stocks and economic stuff to be like, I wonder if we can wait till their quantitative tightening and then we sell our stuff too? <laughs> I was kind of wondering about that. But I think that, that would, yeah, it's a crafty that's, move. It seems like something they would do. Oh, shit. Did we just no, call wait. China crafty? Is I that allowed? I, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, wait, we, we, it was right because I said it was a crafty move, and then you just said it's something I was about to do. say those sneaky Chinese, Ooh. but I know that's definitely not allowed. Okay, so we can't say crafty Chinese, we can't say sneaky Chinese, but we can say China has their interests at heart above ours. I would agree with that. <laughs> you can safely say that. I think uh, you can, and uh, and this would be potentially a move that doesn't hurt them but would hurt us i mean do they really lose out by by shrinking their balance of u.s debt like how does that hurt china i don't know i'm not even sure why i I don't understand why they do it anyway why they even got it to begin with yeah i mean i guess they like to hoard a lot of assets because i mean you see them hoarding raw materials and yeah stockpiles of like rare earth metals and that kind of stuff well, it's, it's smart. They're hedging their bets. They're diversifying around the world. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was uh, interesting Interesting to see that China is accelerating the, the, the sell-off of their stuff. But to see that they've been doing it for quite some time, and then just noticing Japan up there. I had no idea Japan had been buying all that debt. Like, if somebody has a real bone to pick with us, you got to think it's them. Yeah, yeah, right? Anyway, uh, what do you got for us, story-wise? Well... Kyle, have you ever heard of the Federal Home Loan Bank or banks? The, the FHLBs? FHLBs? I should have, but no. There Is that are like a, what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and all those are? Close. Hmm. Started in the Great Depression. Okay, okay. That was then, a good time to start a business. There was 11 Federal Home Loan Banks were opened mm-hmm. to help 
lenders create mortgages. Okay. By the end of last year, 42% of the more than 6,400 banks, credit unions, and insurers that are able to borrow from the system mm-hmm. hadn't reported making a single mortgage in the last five years. Wait, what? They're not even giving out mortgages. They're literally just using it as a piggy bank. What? Uh, How is this legal? The way it was worded and set up in the Great Depression 80 years ago allows for it. Once they qualify for membership, they don't actually have any requirement for you have to be giving out this many mortgages. Now, it's it delivers on-demand liquidity, so that acts mm-hmm. as a shop, shock absorber to the industry, so it's not like a bad thing to have, but no. it's clearly uh, got a lot of loopholes that plenty of firms are wholeheartedly exploiting. Look, if this money is supposed to be for mortgages and helping people finance those, then yeah, you should not be allowing people to take out million-dollar loans using this program in order to bet on volatility or inflation. Yeah. Well, you know what else is insane? No, that's not going to work. Damn it. <laughs> when, I don't know how to you, segue into When you it. use 80-year-old language for finance laws? <laughs> yeah. In a digital uh, just, era? <laughs> yeah, I think we've learned uh, uh, the, the people who wrote our laws in America uh, got it right on the first try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you got one last thing about Powell that I just wanted to throw out there. Uh he was uh, speaking on Thursday and kind of gave some insights into the, like what they're looking at right now. He said that they are committed to proceeding carefully. There's no, uh, he did not signal a rush to hike again, basically. Uh, he did discuss the unexpected degree of une- uh, economic strength. He said it may just be that rates haven't been high enough for long enough. Uh, and then he also uh, mentioned that he thinks that the rates probably would normalize somewhere in the middle between the old normal and the ultra low era, the old normal would be like four to 5%. So he's sounds like he's guessing somewhere in like the between three and four would be my guess. Uh, he also talked about the 10 year treasury yields and the surging of that. Um, what he had said about that is that it's not about expectations about higher inflation. And he also ruled out expectations of short term fo- uh, fed policy moves. So what's really happening is in terms of premiums. That means that the compensation investors are demanding for holding bonds for a longer period of time. Uh, he's attributing that to the rise of a heightened focus on fiscal deficits, quote, adding that, quote, quantitative tightening or reducing the Fed's balance sheet could be a part of it, end quote. Could be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he said the current debt levels are not a concern, but the fiscal trajectory is, and we'll have to get off that path sooner or later. Uh, so expectations for this upcoming FOMC meeting, there's still 0% odds of a quarter point hike on November 1st, but you go out to December 13th and you're looking at a 29% chance that's baked in at 39% for the January meeting. Well, good old uh, Powell being the good cop. Not I hate to really. Bad cops like. Harkin, I think, <laughs> has been the best good cop. He's the only one out there saying that he's open to discussing rate cuts. Everybody else I know that, said, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. If, if yeah. Powell's the, the good cop, I don't want to see the bad cop. Uh, we haven't seen a bad cop in a while, have we? Yeah, no, because nobody believes Janet Yellen when she says shit. <laughs> that's because she doesn't know what she's saying. 
Anyway, that's all I got for news. <laughs> I do. I can. Ima- I can imagine one day she's sitting there reading from a teleprompter, and it just ends with "Go fuck yourself, San Diego." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, San Diego is Spanish for whales vagina. Whales vagina. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's. Uh, should we do some ad breaks? Oh my goodness! I thank you. I have been waiting and waiting all week, all week to hear let's these ones. To, oh, let's get them. Let's get them going. I can't wait. Let's hear it. Mm. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Ah, oh, so good. So oh good. my God. Mm. Wow. I wish wow. I had money. Tell the <laughs> wife I don't need to have sex tonight. That was good. All right, should we move on to do some stock stuff? Yeah, let's talk about some stock stuff. Stock time! Now it's talk about stocks time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying is still not advice. Stock time! Okay, uh, my story here is about John Stewart. Did you know he was on a, a, a deal with Apple TV? I did not. Yeah, he was hosting an Emmy-nominated show. It was called The Problem with John Stewart. I don't think the problem is with John Stewart, but I think it's the problem, comma, with John Stewart, just missing the comma. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but he has to leave Apple. He has left now because executives are raising concerns about his plans for show topics and guests centered around China and AI in its upcoming season. Mm. Apparently, he was told that he and Apple need to be, quote, aligned on topics. Okay, I see. Yep. Yeah. Can't, can't talk bad about Papa China. Yep. Not when... Uh, not when China is one of the biggest markets for Apple and the Look, company is relying a lot on their manufacturing base to assemble their iPhones. They make our phones and they buy most of our phones. Could you please not bring up the fact that they are a totalitarian state, please? Oh, God. God. The, it's Apple... chilling because the movie industry kowtows. Like, yes. Uh, you know, because that's a market. So they're like, well, we got to please the China market. We can't just have the U.S. market. It's like, fuck. Why do you think there's so many Marvel movies? Because yeah. it's easy to market in China. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to make one that doesn't offend China. Exactly. Remember that fucking South Park? Yep. <laughs> I yeah. certainly do. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's also another series about Dr. Dre that got canceled before it was launched. But I think that one was uh, due to the amount of sex, violence, and drugs in the show. Oh, wow. Uh, But that's another thing with China. China (laughs) wants family-friendly stuff. My respect for Dr. Dre just skyrocketed. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> your life cannot be shown in China. Yeah. Well yeah. done, sir. Well done. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Apple's not responded to comments for this, but uh, I mean, good on you, John Stewart. Fuck. Stand up for your shit, man. Right. Stand up for what you believe in. You know, it's it shows that he has values, right? He, yes. And, and he's the courage of his convictions. And I applaud him for that. And it's also, I think, the reason why The Daily Show is so goddamn good. Yeah, I I watched it with Craig Kilborn before Stuart was on. I thought he was, would never replace Kilborn. Right? I liked that show. It was yeah. real funny, and and it was a good time. And then Stuart came on, and it was like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, within a year, clown? it's like, yeah. whoa. Who was that other show, guy? This is great. <laughs> yeah, what, Craig who? What? What happened to him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, don't. Don't tell, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but he lost his job because he gave an interview in which he he said the main producer would blow him if he asked. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. uh, You got anything for stock news? Yeah. Hey, um, I do. I do. Uh, uh, Kyle, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a very serious question. If you're giving an earnings call, mm-hmm. do you want to refer to the death of the company if that's <laughs> a going concern? Is that, is that considered a positive thing? I assume that's what they mean when he says, uh, I, I think I know yeah. what you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> the story headline is Elon Musk in a fucking earnings call <laughs> said Tesla dug our own grave with the Cybertruck. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not that's not a brighter futures headline, is it? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. They keep pushing back their production deadlines. Uh he's saying it's going to take 18 months more, more months to get the production line to be working at full capacity, which puts it back to 2025 even though they'd already pushed it back to 2024. But they are making some of these, right? They're just they're having trouble getting the the mass production going. Yes, he. Okay. And I don't know if this is marketing spin, but he's like, it's too futuristic. It's all new technologies, so it's really hard to scale this up. Uh, uh that could I, be. That could be. It sounds yeah, right. It sounds like on the fence. Like, hmm, that okay, could be spin, but that could also be let true. Me, let me ask you this though. If this is so futuristic and amazing, then why does it look like the polygon images from like a 1990s DOS game? Yeah. No, this is, I think I raced this car <laughs> in a racing game in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. It was not a good yeah. game. Yeah, it wasn't a good game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking PlayStation. Uh, without telling us what any of the new technology is, like, I, I got to just assume that it's just a dud. I don't know. I read it. I read in a different article that said Elon Musk was demanding every Cybertruck be built to specifications within ten microns. Wow! Yeah, that is tight tolerance. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's what you're trying to scale, then yeah, I get it. But if you're yeah. just trying to build two hundred fifty thousand of these, then you don't say. I need the width of every bumper to be within the same 10 microns. Oh, is that the specification he's looking at? I thought you meant like the parts themselves, the machinable parts. Like, yeah, you want those pretty tight so that way they can interchange. But that much uniformity between like 
two vehicles. That, that seems that, insane. I could be wrong. That was my takeaway. I don't have that article. Is that a coat anymore. of paint? <laughs> you, right. That is a coat of paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't use okay. that thick paint. Um, <laughs> only, yeah, one you know, only one coat. Only one coat, folks. Uh, not surprising. Uh, Tesla uh, broke through their 200-day moving average on Friday. To the downside. Well, when you yeah. tell the world that you dug your own grave in an earnings call, that's not usually a positive statement, huh? Yeah, no, no. Uh, 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 further, furthermore, they went from like a couple of years ago having an eighty-five percent market share or some shit, and mm-hmm. they're down fifty-five now. So, not even with the Cybertruck. That's just their cars, right? Uh, well, I mean, there's more people entering in, right? Yep. More. Every every company has an EV now, right? But the question is, like, is their volume still increasing or are they losing that too? The volume of their sales? Like the share, their share may be dropping, but is the pool itself getting bigger? Are more people buying EVs? Oh, is what I mean. That, that I don't know. Like 80% of 100 people is not as good as 56% of 10 million. Yeah, let me, let right? me pull up this chart right here. Uh huh. Okay, according to evadoption.com we're looking at uh 2021 was 526,000 vehicles 2023 was 1 million and a half vehicles so yeah they are selling more vehicles cuz half of a million is greater than 80% of 500,000 yes yeah but they're still so, losing money though <laughs> <laughs> or at least the profits are declining Right, right. Well, profits are declining because part of what he did was they dropped prices to compete. They had to drop prices. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't have a monopoly. Yeah. That's why the market's (laughs) like competition. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what dug your grave. You lost (laughs) your competitive advantage. Speaking of other uh, uh, automotive type stuff, there was some more updates in the uh, the United Auto Workers strike that has been going on. Uh, yeah, I did see that they got some better offers from GM, it looked like. GM, I think, had offered... Uh, actually, all of them now at this point. Stellantis, GM, and Ford have all increased their wage hikes 23%. Uh, the union then asked for a 25% increase, according to the people familiar with the discussions. Uh, GM said Friday it offer most UAW workers $40.39 an hour, matching the 23% increase that Ford already made. That raise combined with cost of living increases could get the total pay hike closer to 30%, which is the minimum the union hopes to achieve. Uh, Fain was scheduled, that's the UAW president, was scheduled to talk about that this afternoon. I think there's already an article out on it. So it looks like he didn't announce any more factories to add to the strikes, which he had been threatening to do if there was no more gain uh, or progress made in the talks. He was going to start throwing more strikes at them. Uh, But he did say that... um, He's basically insisting they can do more. So we've got cards left to play and they've got money to spend. And they do kind of make a decent argument. Uh, When you look at some of the buybacks that these companies are doing, like maybe you can take care of your workers before you start buying back shares. Yeah. And uh, and look, these strikes have got to be effective because they keep coming back with better and better deals for the workers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I read, uh, I think it was a Reuters routers. Rutgers, Rutgers, yeah, Reuters article. 
was talking about uh, Ford's losing forty-four million a day and GM's losing twenty-one million dollars a day by wow. not by not being in production. Shit, maybe you do want to short one of these short GM. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, well the one of the big things that still doesn't look like it's getting addressed is that uh the remember what we talked about with the temp workers getting converted to full time? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that's I think that's looking like that's not in the deal yet. Oh uh, one of the striking GM workers mentioned his fears being that he's wor- he's worried that GM's gonna wait at least a year to give him cost of living increases before they make him full time uh, yeah. uh employees. Yeah. And that's the way they've been getting around. Like, yeah they are looking for a massive increase on, you know, what they've been making, which is somewhere around like 32 bucks an hour. And that sounds like a lot, but when a lot of the actual workforce is not getting any benefits and is actually considered part-time mm-hmm. to get around those contracts, like, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Who, who, who's actually getting paid that much money? Right. It's, <laughs> it's probably like a walking into like a class system. Yeah, you've got the yeah. guys who have been there and who have uh, basically got their deal. And then you have all the guys doing probably the work <laughs> trying to get hired on, basically all the shit jobs that the other, nobody else wants to do. Well, look what happened to the the career of driving a cab when fucking Uber came in and was like, everybody's an independent contractor now. Woo. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. What the fuck happened? Like, yeah, you're an independent contractor, but now you have to maintain your vehicle. What the fuck? Yeah, that's expensive. Not good, it's not a good deal for you. Yeah, it's you're basically not. just pulling equity out of your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great deal for fucking Uber and Lyft. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for stock news. Mm-hmm. Anything else or should we go do some crypto? Let's talk about some crypto. Right. I got some crypto in my wallet. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. I got a quick one here that I want to start with and then we'll kick it over to you so you can give us yeah. the, the new updates on the SBF trial. <laughs> yeah. I love reading those. <laughs> uh, for, uh, Ferrari has now started accepting payments in cryptocurrency for their luxury sports cars in the US. And it looks like they're going to extend that to Europe following requests from their wealthy customers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> where's Lambo? That's like the one that really should be jumping in on this. Right, right. <laughs> like this, that's... That's what this is, right? This is for all those crypto millionaires. <laughs> but are they still crypto? Do they still have it in crypto if they're millionaires? Hmm. Good question. Like the timing of this seems weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems a little late for that. Like maybe you should have been jumping yeah. in on that sooner. <laughs> right, right. Well, hey, more power to them. If they sell two or three Ferraris, great, because... Odds are three, four days they got the money from selling one Ferrari. Yeah, I'm guessing they only need to, they probably don't need to sell many of these. It's just the volatility on crypto is way higher than most currencies. 
Now, obviously, there are plenty of countries where their their currency fluctuates wildly due to what's happening geopolitically. Turkey. But <laughs> <laughs> Turkey. Ah. But damn, I I don't know, man. I if I was a business selling a physical good, I would really hesitate to accept crypto. I mean, yeah, I probably would do. I don't think I'd want that. And and I mean that. I mean that. Be just just solely based on I don't want the money you gave me today to be worth less after the There's weekend. There's too much uncertain. Uh, too much uncertainty. Yeah. 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 Like I know. But, it, I mean, it, maybe they got go some the way around way. that. You know, maybe they close it out as soon as they get the transaction. Put it in. Put it in stable coin. Yeah. Close, <laughs> Oops. Right. But if they do that, but there are fees, as we well know, transferring yeah. crypto to cash, there are fees. So is that something they like if they're going to accept the amount of money for yeah, prices party, will not change? No fees, no surcharges if you pay through crypto. Really? Yeah. Damn. Uh, the BitPay will immediately turn the cryptocurrency payments into traditional currency on behalf of Ferrari's dealers, so they are protected from price, price swings. Okay, so yes, they do have a way uh, around There that. it is. Uh, a company yep. is doing instant... Okay. There yep. it is. Okay. Yeah, well, I would do that. They would have to eat transaction fees, but I mean, you have to do that for credit card purchases or yeah. any type of other financing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, well, yeah, there it is. That makes sense. Good for them. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the real good stuff. Okay. What's going on in SPF's trial? All right. So we we all, just to catch us all up, Sam Bankman-Fried running FTX Cryptocurrency Exchange also owns Alameda Research, the hedge fund, the crypto hedge yep. fund, is just letting the hedge fund, Alameda, take as much money from FTX as they needed, as much crypto that that customers were depositing for FTX to hold. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. In a court of law, uh, the prosecutors have <laughs> compared the defense attorneys, the defense side's uh, instructions to the jury to the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> which, which part? Which part? Um, well... If you remember at the end where he goes to give the case of a million dollars back and they open it up. It's just full it's of IOU. Full of IOUs. <laughs> Those are as good as money, sir. Yeah. Said Lloyd. That's a big one. I'd hold on yeah, to that. I'd hold on <laughs> for to that. For the Ferrari. <laughs> right? Uh, that's what they said. They literally said, look, these customers had a credit on the FTX exchange the whole time. So they didn't lose anything. Yeah, because <laughs> they had FTX IOUs. Oh, uh, I I found so, another one that was kind of talking about similar stuff. Did you know this has been going on since like 2021? But the this... the forensics accountant that they hired to go in and try to figure out where the nine billion dollars that uh, that went away. Uh, yeah, like he found that the customer funds lost their backing as early as March of 2021. Oh wow. Yeah, the customer wow. funds were invested in Scaramucci Skybridge Capital, Lily Zhang's Modulo Capital. Modulo Capital returned $404 million to FTX in March of 23, saying that the funds had been wrongly transferred. Uh, FTX fund customers also unknowingly funded a $550 million investment into Genesis Digital Assets. Uh, that is a crypto mining firm, not the other Genesis that's making news headlines, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, then you look at the donations that they made, $133 million worth of political donations, uh, including a $10 million gift to his father, tens of millions of dollars to Republican Democratic super PACs and various other charities. Wow. Wow. Right. Uh, and he definitely gave that money and did not say things like, hey, we don't need crypto regulated by the SEC. I, that would yeah. be ridiculous. Here's another <laughs> hundred grand for your campaign. I love this at the end of this article that I found too. The head of engineering who had questions about their finances during the final months at the company. Uh, mm -hmm. What was his name? Sin? 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 Nishad Sin? 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 Nishad Sin? Uh, he asked uh, how much the company was short. SBF said, that's the wrong question. The better question to ask was, how can we deliver? <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> Put that back on him? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 don't ask that question. <laughs> don't ask how we lost all this money. Hey, Dan, how many people have you murdered? That's the wrong question. The right question is, how many people have I let live? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, God. And the answer is four. And they are <laughs> grateful. Uh, every day. Every day. Thank every God. Day. <laughs> Good Lord. You know what? You know what? Anytime somebody answers your question with, that's the wrong question, you know it was the right question. Like, yeah, let's not go back on that one. Let me go back. Let's back up a step. <laughs> I want to ask them how I can deliver their money that you've lost. Yeah, the, how can you better <laughs> deliver the money you stole from them? Yes. Is that a better Damn. question, Mr. SBF? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This trial just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Well, there's three other companies now uh, the New York Attorney General has accused of uh, fraud. Mm. Mm. Uh, the crypto exchange Gemini, run by the Winklevoss twins of Facebook fame. Yep. Okay, uh, okay. Crypto lender Genesis, and not the Genesis, same, not the mining not one we mentioned earlier. Not the mining one, the lender yep. and its parent company, Digital Currency Group. They've been charged with uh, a fraud of uh, one point one billion dollars. Who's the leader of Genesis? Um, uh, I want to say Phil Collins, but I don't think that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's the band. Besides, oh, Phil okay, Collins okay. wasn't the leader. He was the singer. Uh, <laughs> The leader was, we all know, was Mike Rutherford. Mike Rutherford. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You Everybody got anything else for <laughs> crypto? Then? Uh, no, that's it. Then turn around and reach for it. Wait, you want me to turn around and reach for the sky or bend over? I'm Go. really confused about it. what's happening. Uh, take your pick. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'll reach for the skies this time. See what happens. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'd rather you the other the... thing where I live. <laughs> the other gun? <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, let's do some good, bad, and ugly. What a, All right. You want right. to lead us off here? Um, I think my good was, like, my main goal to this week was just to try and wake up and be ready to trade. And my good was on days I did not wake up on time. I did not trade. I noticed that, and it's. I, I guess uh, I didn't realize you were getting sick either, because I was starting to get a little concerned for you. Yeah, I. Ben, is he okay? I've been very much sick, and I was trying to pretend like I, I wasn't. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like I'm not sick. It'll, it'll all go away, and then I'll be fine. 
yeah, that was. I think that's the best thing I did this week was the days I didn't trade because, and and uh, you know, Jamie Lynn was really supportive of that. She was the first one to be like, "Hey, if you're sick in the morning, like, you know, if you sleep through your alarm, like, don't don't run out and rush to trade." <laughs> you know, Baba did that. Uh, Baba had a similar situation. I think on Wednesday. And sorry for sharing this, Baba, but uh, oh. I think that's a valuable lesson to learn in there. Uh, he had a rough day trading Wednesday, but he also showed up late to, to the prep. I think he was like there five minutes before open because he had an emergency dental appointment for his kid. Yeah. And had a rough day trading. And when I was chatting with them a little bit offline and private messages. And like, that was the question I asked. Like, do you, do you, did you expect differently when you, you showed up to work late? <laughs> Right. And this is the kind of job where like you need to show up on time for the for that prep. Like you need to prep mm-hmm. for the day. And he recognized it. But I think that's I think that the point of that whole thing of sharing that is that yeah. the the people who know what they're doing make the same mistakes. Yeah, it's an yeah. easy one to to not to not take yourself out of the game when you know you're not at your 100 percent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, dude. What was really thank thank you. Thank you. What was uh what was your good? Uh I actually wrote down catching up with Joel this past week. Fuck yeah. He reached out, uh we spent about an hour just chit chatting on uh voice. Um I really enjoyed showing him like what I've been working on. He showed me some of the stuff he was working on. We talked a little bit about some of the things that we've been struggling with and ideas for improving. And I noticed immediately after ending that conversation that my confidence was already feeling better. Hell yeah. Uh, That's great, so just, man. So if you're feeling stuck or like you're having trouble making progress, like the person that you'd spend the most time chatting with and, and sharing strategies and things like that, spend some time like showing them what you've been working on. Let them poke holes in it. Like mm-hmm. just the discussion is going to lead to something really interesting and spending some time talking about what you've been working on really helps show you to yourself like how far you've come, I think. Fuck yeah. All right. Ready for the bads? Mm. yep did, did you have any bads i did i didn't have any uglies but i i had what i considered a bad i don't remember i think it was wednesday mm-hmm. maybe even maybe maybe thursday um yeah i think i woke up on time thursday yeah you were there wednesday up. yeah One of those uh, days. i i may i had a great entry and my target was i had a, a far off target mm-hmm. and you know, I entered on the Globex top, I entered short, and my target was the bottom. Mm-hmm. Instead of just letting the bracket do its work, I I moved my stop aggressively, took a few points when if I just let it sit, I would have hit that really sweet target of the Globex bottom, and it, it would have been like uh, an 80-point trade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that hurts. Yeah, and 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 the, the why it's bad is when I entered the trade, the voice in my head said, "Dan, you don't you move those fucking stops, <laughs> right?" And I went ahead and did it anyway. Ah, uh, that's even more frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the ones that hurt the most too. When you tell yourself not to do it, and you like still the voice do. of myself, yeah, right. Like the mm-hmm. my subconscious knew it was like, "Look, <laughs> you don't do this," and it was like. I'm going to let these emotions, I'm going to let this fear guide me now that I'm in the trade. You know what's funny is I actually wrote that for my ugly. <laughs> that I've been letting fear and greed dictate my exits. Yep. Like not, 
I had been doing better at not moving my stops, but um, there's been times where it was really justified. I should have gone to break even, but I let the greed of the potential of that trade uh, stop me from doing that. So I kind of did the opposite where I took a couple stops that I know I shouldn't have taken because there was clear signs that I needed to close that out right where it was. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Or at least take the risk off. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah, we somehow crossed in the middle of the night, huh? I killed I killed a winner because <laughs> I was scared, and you let a loser. You didn't kill a loser because you were greedy. I let a winner become a loser because I was greedy. Oh, okay. I did do a great job today, though, of closing out a trade at just the right. Like I pulled up a thirty second chart. I think I posted it in Vanta's room of uh, like where I was like, okay, I need to get out of this trade now. It's going the wrong way now. I closed it for like eighteen points profit, and then. A minute and 30 seconds later, it started to rip back to my entry. Would have taken me out. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you already learned. I learned a little bit. I, I still can feel it, though. I can still feel greed and fear dictating my decision-making process or like having a say in there, and it doesn't, it doesn't deserve it. No. It, it has not made good decisions, and uh, until it can uh, you know, earn its seat at the table, uh, I'm taking its chair away. Yeah, yeah, for for me I I I going forward like I have to let the bracket do it. Like mm-hmm. I need to just for me and my own growth, I need to sit and at least take like a week and just let the bracket do it and then and see see how I'm doing. I mean, you can always just get up and walk away, but if you're trading top step, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed that I when I hit up a target, my stops don't change. It still leaves, you know, if I have eight contracts or eight micros and I take off four, my stop will still be for eight. Oh, well, I know. So I, I have to, yeah, I have to close them all out and manually resend them all. That's the, yeah, which kind of sucks because I would like to just get up and walk away and let the bracket do its job because if I'm not watching it, I can't fuck it up, right? <laughs> really? The order cancels order. It's not working properly, huh? Uh, it wasn't for me on Sierra. I don't know if anybody else is having that trouble. If they are, let us know. If you figured something out that fixes it, please let me know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> All right. You said no ugly? No ugly. What was, did you? I don't think I really had a bad. I think mine could have been. It was just that ugly. Just wrote that I was having trouble sizing up for my bad. Mm. Um, I think I screwed up getting 150K eval with those free top step accounts. I should have gone for a 50. That's more in line with what I'm used to trading. Uh, I did manage to get up to eight micros when I was starting out with four, just, you know, getting starting where I was comfortable and then trying to like press it a little bit. I've been adding a contract or two a day. I'd like to get up to 12, but uh, that extra risk, you start throwing it on there too quickly. You can really start fucking with your head. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's funny, too, because it should be the same exact no matter how many contracts. Right. You should be in the same entry for the same stop. Except when you see that PL moving, uh, when you're used to four contracts, you got eight on, and you're seeing it move twice as fast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little. Yeah, you let the fear get it's involved. Different psychologically, again. right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think that's about my week. What about you? Anything else for good, bad, ugly? No, no, sir. All right, let's let's do this bet then. Positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. 
Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right land of us today here what i'm thinking about i do what do we do when we need a victory we go meme stock we go amc amc for victory no, no. i actually while the song was playing i pulled up that chart i pulled up that chart i'm not even fucking kidding you yeah it's, it's right in front of me right now 908 it's been it's been so how long since we talked about amc it's i feel like it's, i feel like it's time to lean on it again when we need it it always delivers Look at the way that volume's been picking up since the split. Oh, is that what happened? The split. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I'm like, the volume's gone crazy on this thing in the past month and a half. Yeah, they did that one for 10 split. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Oh, they also converted all those apes, too. I think that was the bigger probably thing. It's probably a lot more yeah. liquidity in there. Yeah. But, Ooh. I mean, when you need to win, you go long AMC and you don't look you go, back. You go long AMC. Damn right. Um, you, you want a long? Okay, all right. I mean, I don't want to, Dan. I just know that this is the proven strategy that gets us out of a jam. It's true, <laughs> but uh, okay, all right. Yep, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, go for it. Yep, let's just go long on Monday, sell on Friday. I'll put a take profit at sixteen half if it starts to fill that gap. Otherwise, okay. fuck you. Profit target two ten thousand. The moon. <laughs> yes. That's how you trade AMC, motherfuckers. <laughs> stop is question mark. No stop. Question mark? Yeah, zero. The stop is zero. Fuck you, stop. That's my answer. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> All right, you ready for a random? Yeah, and if it's Cinemark, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just jizz my pants. Right I now. was really hoping it was going to be GameStop. Uh, oh. No, it went Nasdaq <laughs> Consumer Durables. Uh, CRMT, America's Carmart Incorporated. Okay, all right, Carmart. Wow, <laughs> America's Carmart. America's Carmart stock is worth a lot more than AMC. It really is. Okay, kinda... all right. Damn it! <laughs> oh, random, you bastard. This looks like a random special. Big yeah. sell-off, rotating at the lows, ready for a bounce. But right right above a, a, a block, a distribution block on the volume profile. So it yeah. went from balance to imbalance, and then like the, the, the lower balance rejected it. So it looks like it's going to get back up into the mid-80s. Fucking A. Oh, you bastard. Okay, well, I'm put this one on the list. Maybe I'll buy this one, too. <laughs> How many times are you going to let random just run you roughshed before you finally just start playing along with them? Maybe that's how we get them to lose. Oh, start putting money on the random picks? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. I've been doing that this whole time and I'm about to retire. If I could swing, I would do it with my uh, the, the account that we got with the traders launch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Positions, I would try it on there. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe maybe just open it up and go long and then close it out at the end of every day. Yeah. Except you get a lot of the gains in after hours. Oh, yeah. That's true. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Thanks for making it to the end, folks. Is this the end? We're going to go long AMC. Yeah. CRMT is ready pick 
Fuck random. Eat a dick. Eat some AMC. Uh, Kyle, you got any uh, parting wisdom for the dear, sweet folks at home? I'd just say, please like us. That's all we want please. in this world. <laughs> please, sir. Please, please like will us. Will you like us? Will you share us with your share friends? Share us with your friends. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Hmm? Wait, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. That tracks. That's who you share things with. Right? Yeah, with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We did it. Is that a show? That's we a wrap show. that up. All Let's right. Fuck yeah. All right, folks, we're taking off. Until next time, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.